Salutations, Scoob Believer. Do you have a dream of becoming an entrepreneur, but don't know where to start or even what to do? Where can I gather information quickly about what's in my zone of genius? Don't worry, Scoob Believers. I got you covered. Go to tuepodcast.net backslash AI prompt and check out an amazing set of AI prompts that will give you ideas, information, and articles to help you get across that start line. Once again, go to tuepodcast.net backslash AI prompt to get you started now. Good luck, Scoob Believer. To the Undiscovered Entrepreneur, the podcast where brand new entrepreneurs come to life and could quite possibly be discovered. Join me, DJ Scoob, and the rest of the Scoob Believers as we help these new businesses become a reality. And now, away we go! Now join DJ Scoob in the next coaching of Deborah Newt, owner of Leap Life Coaching, already in progress. Nice to, to talk to you um, after our last session, we were talking about you know the uh, the modeling thing and, and your questionnaire, and so many fantastic things have happened to you when we last talked. So I'm really excited to get an update on how things are going with you and how that's all working out. Oh, thank you. Uh, I've been so excited to talk to you, too. I'll tell you what's been going on. Yes. <laughs> okay, well, I'll start with the bad news. It, oh. um, <clears throat> yeah, so I got uh, asked, like, immediately, did I tell you that I went to the modeling agency and I got hired? Mm-hmm. I yes, I did, because we texted. Okay. And um, and then just a few days later, they sent me a job. And I accepted and I was really excited. And then I spoke to my accountant and he gave me this whole thing about how I can't issue invoices. I'm a freelancer, um, Mm -hmm. but I'm like a business consultant. So he said, you know, you can't issue invoices as a model and it'll mess up. It it was just this long, complicated story. So I, you know, I, I spoke to them and I said, you know, unfortunately, I, I don't know if I can do this. And they were really helpful. They were trying to find ways, but I really couldn't. I don't know. I was just in this really like scared mindset. Like, oh my God, what if I get caught doing something I'm not supposed to be doing? I don't know. Maybe it's not that serious over there, but I guess it is over here. So I'm just fixing my tea. And yeah. um, so I so I think I burnt that bridge. Um uh which I was really upset about, really upset about. Um, Like, I think I mourned it because I just think, I don't know, like I was just in this mindset. I can't really describe it. Like, um, like, of course this wouldn't work out. You know, of course there's going to be something that is going to mess this up. Um. And I'm actually like, I I tear up just thinking about it because it was something I was so excited about. It was something I was so like proud of myself for doing because it was so different from anything I had ever let myself even dream. Uh Um, I tried to philosophize it like, okay, you know, it doesn't matter. It's, you know, 
I can't do much about it because because especially since I was involved in that legal case um, years ago, I'm really careful about what I do. Right, right, so right. I, maybe maybe I thought, ooh, that looks like good coffee. Okay, well. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was like, you know, maybe I dodged a bullet. Um, I tried to see the positive side of it and that it's really not the end of the world. I mean, it was just a totally random thing that occurred to me. And I've still got the podcast. I've still got coaching. I've still got everything else. So maybe it was all meant to happen for a reason. But I was really upset about it. And the good thing about the phase I'm in in my life right now is that um, everything is making me like turn inside, like turn inside and, and see what's really going on. And I was really off for a few days. And I thought, Deb, you're more upset about this than you're letting yourself realize and that you're giving yourself space to, to mourn. Like I really, I was really, really sad. Um, but I've just always got this thing where it's like, oh, well, you know what? It's okay. That, that doesn't matter. But it does matter. And I need to give myself, you know, I needed to acknowledge that this is actually something I'm really upset about. And I need to give myself time to, as I said, like kind of put it to rest. So that was a negative thing, a negative thing. I mean, who knows, but it was something I wasn't, it's something that didn't turn out the way I wanted it to, for sure. Um, And I've just been like, I don't know if you can understand this. You probably can. Like, I've been really struggling with my happiness. Like, it's just been, I guess I'm in a bit of, um, I wouldn't say a depression, but just, I should be, I feel like I should be feeling better than I am. But again, this makes me turn inward. So it's also been really nice to just, get really quiet inside and connect to, you know, I've been doing a lot of meditation. I don't know if you meditate. Did you tell me that you do? I try to do at least five minutes a day minimum. Um, sometimes when I actually have time more, but mainly just fi- like just mm-hmm. five minutes. I mean, if you can't find five minutes in a day to sit down and just be quiet, then, you know, something's going on, but yes, I do still meditate. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So sorry that I'm so fidgety, but I just was rushing and my hair looks like crap. Um, You're okay. So (laughs) thank you. So I've been going really deep into meditation. Like uh, sometimes I'm in there for like an hour and it's been an absolute saving grace because it just helped. I really feel like I'm connecting to something a lot bigger than me and something that's trying to tell me things that I'm being called to do. So it's a really positive experience. Um, So like, it's been a month or so of like wanting to just be more carefree, Mm -hmm. but also, um, but also just getting this message and trusting the message that okay the reason that you know we're not letting you whoever we is be carefree is because we're trying to tell you something we're trying to make you go inside and figure some stuff out and so um i can see like 
I can see the good it's doing me. Like it's the first time, I don't know if you saw my recent post about brain fog or if you read it, but about how, um, like instead of trying to avoid it, I'm really trying to look at it. And I do feel like brain fog isn't here to make me miserable or, or anything. I really feel like it's this, this communication with like some sort of calling. It's this some sort of muddled message that I haven't figured out yet. It's um, I hope you understand this kind of stuff. I'm sure you do. That's why I'm sharing. Yeah, no, it, you. it actually makes perfect sense. You've had a, okay. it, yeah, it's something you've had for a while, if, ever since I've talked to you uh, from the beginning. Oh, yeah. But now mm-hmm. that you've done what you're doing, I don't mean to get into it too quickly here, but now yeah. that you've done all the work that we've done together and the meditations and things like that, you're starting to look at it in a different, a different light, a different aspect, a different type of field of vision where now you're thinking, wait a minute, this is here for a reason, but why is it here? And now you're questioning it instead of saying, okay, it's here. Right. Yeah. I, I'm just going to have to, you know, kiss off the next two months of my life because it'll be here and it'll make me miserable. So, you know, that's um you know just deal with it so yeah exactly I'm not looking at that at all like I've even thought that because I get this I only get it on the left side of my brain and I've been to so many various doctors about what it could be and they all say you know we understand brain fog but it's so strange that you go only get it on the left side of your head I mean in general the left side of my body and um I just I feel like I feel like it's like the left of your, the left sort of represents your past and the, you know, the right represents your future. And I just feel like it's unprocessed. I even think it's tears sometimes. Like I can feel like I didn't, I don't know if I've told you this before, but if you listen to our episode on crying, I really like, it's really not a joke. Like I stopped crying at some point. I, I can't, like I can count on both hands how many times I've cried in the last 15 years, let's say. And I really do think that um, I'm just getting to the root of, okay, what is this sadness that needs to be released and processed and acknowledged? And um, I also know, I also feel like it's also like pent up potential. Like it's Mm -hmm. just this, it's like a disconnect. I think I wrote this in my post too. Like, it's like, I know that I'm not living the life, not that I'm complaining about my life, but I know that I'm not living the life I'm destined to live. And I feel like the brain fog is coming to remind me, you know, keep going, keep going, keep going. You're not there yet. And, um, oh, there was something else that occurred to me and (laughs) this might sound insane, but I, you know, I, I really feel like it's my third eye. (laughs) I, you know, I don't like to talk too much about this stuff because not everybody understands it, but I think you do. Yeah. You know what the third eye is. Yes. It's like, yeah. I I even feel like it's my third eye opening and just trying to make me see things that I haven't been able to see yet. So all of this, I think of as a really positive thing. Um, it's just that you can't be in that euphoric state of meditation you know all the time right so i'm not i don't feel great all the time but i mean how can i explain it like i'm just i'm still this i'm so i'm like i'm really optimistic i've never really been able to explain that part of me how 
I can feel like um, a sadness, but also like complete and utter optimism. And just like in this state of positive anticipation. So I do feel like things are coming. Um, And I also know that I got really stressed about, I don't know, three or four weeks ago. And now I can't even remember, but it was, remember I told you I was going on a podcast as me um, to talk about mental health, right? So that's something positive that I did Mm -hmm. um, because that was me promoting me kind of thing. So, but just like, I don't know, a few days before that weekend, I was like, oh my God, I'm not ready to go on that. I've got my own episode to do all these things like this, this, it was like this ton of bricks fell down on me and I just, I'm better, but I feel like the last month, because we're trying to wrap up some episodes before Chris is leaving on holidays first, and then I'm going to leave at some point. Um, we're trying to get episodes done. We've, you know, luckily been asked to be on a whole bunch of podcasts, and we've had to do all the preparation for that. There just hasn't been a moment really where I've been able to say I can just relax. Like, yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm exhausted. I think I'm. I think I'm exhausted, like, just not, like, physically, but just always having something on my mind that I've got to do, that I've got to deliver, that I've got to show up for. Um, so I've been thinking, like, this weekend, uh, but I'm proud of myself, very proud of myself, because on Monday, I was feeling super overwhelmed, Um Chris and I were supposed to be recording our episode, sorry, on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So that was one thing. And then and then yesterday we were going on the scat on Scatterbrain podcast, but we actually had to research some stuff for that. And I hadn't done anything. And then I had also scheduled yesterday. So we were going to be on Scatterbrain in the morning. Then I was going to go as me on another podcast that I'll tell you about. Mm-hmm. And then to and then last Tuesday we were supposed to record my our episode and it was my topic. And you know, believe it or not, these topics take a while to research. It's not that oh, yeah. easy. And, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And especially, you know, I'm trying to get a half an hour here, there, you know, from work between my daughter, work and all this stuff. It's not, you know, it really takes a while. And I was so overwhelmed last Monday. And I was so proud of myself because I was like, no, 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 no. You are not going to sit here in a cloud of overwhelm. What you're going to do is you're going to look at that cloud and you're going to say, what is making up that cloud? Like, that's not just a monolith of stress. That is specific things that can be broken down into bite-sized chunks that you can deal with. Let's do that. So I was, I did that. I was like, okay, I I know that I can't get my topic done for Tuesday. I know I worked really hard on the weekend, but it was a lot of research. I needed to do my rewrite. Um, And I was like, you know, I don't want to disappoint Chris. And she's, you know, 9.5 times out of 10 on time. And here, you know, I'm the one who's always, you know, trying to push back the dates. It's all this stuff, you know, how, again, I'm, I'm a bad person. I'm inadequate. Look at me. You can't count on me and all this stuff. Um, So I was like, I don't want to. And I didn't not. I mean, Chris is like, 
like, you know, one of my best friends, but you know, sometimes she is like, um, Deb, you know, come on. If, if we push this back, then we're going to other stuff. And she's right. She's trying to get planned this huge trip to the States and she's got a lot of stuff. So I didn't want to disappoint her, but I was like, I need this right now. So I'm going to try. So I texted her and I said, I really don't think I can get our topic done, my topic done by Tuesday, especially if I'm supposed to focus on scatterbrain. And of course, she texts me back and she's like, do not even think about it. Just forget about it. Do your thing, Deb. You know, we've done so well and we'll get as much done as we can before we leave, but not to the point where that we're going to make ourselves sick. So she was like, like, it brought tears to my eyes. She was so supportive. And she always is. You know, but I, it was probably my own negative self-talk. So immediately this chunk of the cloud was like, okay, I need to do- sort you out, but I can put you aside for a minute. I, I don't need to deal with you immediately. And then I was like, okay, what else is bothering you? So this guy, so I'm proud of myself that I I joined some of those Facebook groups you were telling me about, about finding a guest or being a guest. Yeah, all of this to promote my coaching. And um, so that's definitely something that I achieved. And almost immediately, there was a post by a guy called Michael Hogman, who he's like an inspirational person, <laughs> I guess. He has a yeah. huge uh, social media following, like 127,000 uh-huh. uh, followers on Instagram. Like he posts motivational stuff. He's been through his own stuff, you know, like all of us. And he, I guess, is just trying to share what he's learned from his journey with other people so they don't suffer like he does. So he said, if anybody's interested, text me. So I texted him and um, I told him a little bit about me. And he said, yeah, absolutely. Let's set up a a prep, like a conversation to see if we're a fit. Right. And then, you know, if you are, we'll, we'll record. And, um, but he's really... I don't know. I was intimidated by him because he has this huge following. I know a lot of people want to be on his show. Um, I was again, immediately in like, I'm not worthy mode. And anyway, so we had this conversation. He ended up being much sweeter and approachable during our call than he sort of appears on social media. So that was like, he, he has a totally normal job. He's like, he works in construction or something. And this is just something he does on the side. So that just kind of made him a little bit more human <laughs> and, uh, but, and very sweet. And uh, sorry. And um, so we were talking about what we could talk about. And uh, we decided to talk about self-worth and stuff like that. And um, so I had booked for, as I said, yesterday. And I just wanted to do such I wanted to do a really good job you know I don't want I want to research a few things I know it's enough just being me on the podcast but I want to research a few things so that I'm not completely unprepared and um so on Monday again so I had sorted Chris out and then Michael was really weighing on my mind Mm -hmm. and I thought you know what I'm just gonna ask him if I can have an extension um which I felt really uncomfortable doing because I, again, I don't want to be that person that says, no, I don't want to create a negative image about me in someone else's mind. Like, Oh, she's unreliable or this, that, and the other thing. Right. So I just with him. Yeah. Really honestly. And I said, Michael, um, 
wrapping up the podcast is turning out to be much more work than I anticipated. So I apologize if there's any way we could bump this back to the 17th of June, I would love it. Otherwise, if that's a problem, you know, a scheduling problem for you, um, we can keep the third, I'll make it work. He's like, absolutely no problem. And I'm like, you see, Deb, like, I had this huge, like life ending, uh, like weight on my shoulders. And I, I asked for two things, and I got them. Um, So I am like, I woke up a different person the next day, all I had to worry about was um the podcast we were I needed to prepare for for scatterbrain and I woke up a completely different person so I was just really proud of myself for recognizing what my needs were overcoming all the voices in my head saying you see you know you're going to disappoint someone again um and texting and asking for what I wanted and and getting it so that helped a lot. And I think that, so this weekend is pretty much over. And then next weekend we have another, you know, a couple of things that we need to do for the podcast. But then after that, it's, I'm really kind of going to be off for the summer, not from coaching, but I won't have all these scheduled things that seem to like cause me anxiety. Um, I'll just be a little bit more relaxed. Right. And, you know, like even my house messing me up. My, I have two houses. Have I explained that to you? No, but that's okay. That, okay. So anyway, yeah, we do, we do, I think it's called bird nesting in mm-hmm. the States where my daughter lives at this house all the time. And my ex-husband and I come and go, um, depending on who has her. So I've now got, you know, two houses that I need to sort out and organize and throw stuff out and clean. And that was weighing on my brain too, because I just think that, you know, you have, I'm certainly not a neat freak or a clean freak or anything like that, but I want to feel good when I walk into my house. Right. I want to feel relaxed. Um. So I, but I just, again, I said, Deb, that is not a problem that can be solved right now. You need to just defer that until when the podcast is wrapped up, like mid-June, we're almost there. Mm-hmm. And then we can go mental on the house. Right now, that is not a problem you need to solve. Right. Um, so this, do you know, see what I'm saying? Like, it's like some like negative stuff is going on, but I think that the way I'm dealing with it is really productive and like listening to myself and expressing my needs and stuff like that. Um, sorry. Uh um, so I think that in terms of, oh, and then just like, like setting boundaries. Um, yeah, I have one relationship where it's hard for me to set boundaries, but I do. And in terms of putting my needs first, and then, um, this, incredible thing happened i i met this guy and it's not romantic and even if it was it can't be because he lives in the states so you know it's i've never met him so really like i just we just started chatting like about 10 days ago um and it was just this beautiful thing that came into my life from nowhere Mm -hmm. it was just look at this like look at this wonderful wonderful person 
who came into my life, whatever this is, whatever it, again, I'm not looking for a romantic connection, but I just thought I've got to be doing something right. If these amazing people keep showing up in my life, you know, this relationship, like you, I didn't know you, you know, a few months ago. Um, I can't, and of course I can't think of any other examples now, but um, so I just, I can see the process working uh, of just sort of sitting back, doing the work and then just, and then just the stuff that I'm sort of subconsciously asking for coming into my life because, you know, this person just made me feel so much less lonely. It was, I have, I like talking about deep stuff and not many people do. And so when somebody who really likes to talk about it, like me comes to my life, that's, that's a gift. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, in terms of coaching, so I, I did the questionnaire. I did right. the correction that you asked mm-hmm. me to do. I sent it to my sister and I asked her to check and tell me if it asked her, if it prompted her to open up a Google Docs and all that stuff. Um, she's like, Deb, I haven't had a chance to fill it out. Anyway, she hasn't gotten back to me. Um, I sent it to another friend and I sent it to you. Um, right. So I really, I've been so busy that I haven't pushed anybody to get back to me. Um, but that's something I will do maybe, you know, this week to get some feedback so that I can start working on my, on actually using the questionnaire now that things are quietening down a little bit with the podcast. Um, um, I've been doing my weekly posts, like more or less um, sort of every 10 days or something. Um, (laughs) That's it. Okay. (laughs) No, I was just going to say, and um, I'm going on this podcast as me. So that's another thing I'm trying to pursue, you know, going on podcasts as myself to hopefully generate some sort of interest in, in me. Oh, and I joined a woman's group here in Athens. They're all foreign women, uh, which is something that I wasn't interested in doing. I did it years ago and it was beautiful at the time, but I, I didn't feel the need to do it after that, but I forced myself to, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's it's called the Lean In Network, and it's I think it's actually networks all over the world uh, of women who get together and support each other in any way they can, uh, whether it's um, you know professionally in Greece, for instance, a lot of women feel really lonely because they've come here from like the states or wherever, and they don't speak the language and they don't have friends, so we're really trying to support each other. So I went a little bit outside my comfort zone. I joined joined that again in hopes that it will create, you know, it will add to my network and hopefully create some um, coaching opportunities for me. Good. That's good thinking. Yeah. I think it's important. Um, That's it. That's it. Yeah. (laughs) That's it. I I don't know what you think of all that. That's a lot. you've, (laughs) You've done a lot since the last we've talked. And had a lot of different types of experiences, positive and negative. Um, but I think out of everything that you've talked to me about up to this point, and I'm, I am going to go over a few things. But um, the one thing that really strikes me from from beginning Deb to now is mm-hmm. how you've been uh, taking these negative and positive things and reacting to them in a specific way 
that helps you, that makes you look at things in a different way, just like I was saying earlier, where I think if we, if you were still going the same path you were before we met, this would, a lot of these things would bring you deeper down, you know, that brain fog would get thicker instead of thinner and that kind of thing. So yeah, yeah. seeing how it's not so much as the, as the, uh, experiences that we have, but what we do with those experiences and how we perceive those experiences in our life and what we do with them is really what makes us who we are. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm seeing just so much growth from you from, from when we first started to now. And I don't know, I don't know if I had anything to do with that and if I did great, but you know, whatever, whatever the situation is, you are, you are taking these, these experiences so much differently and so much better and much more positive than you could have probably been before. Thank you. Thanks so so much. Yeah. And yes, you are helping me because you always make me think forward. Um, So I know there's no going back. So I need to do whatever it takes to move forward. And I don't want to go back obviously, but you know, left my own devices. Maybe I could, I don't think so, but but you do keep me uh, accountable, which I love. All right. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Um, I'm going to talk a little, I want to talk about the leaning network a little bit. And I actually, Mm -hmm. um, is this, this group has been around for a while. It sounds like. So I'm just muting my phone, which I didn't do before. Um, uh, no, it not. I mean, it's been, um, all over the world, I think for a long time, but I don't think, I think this is the first time one is being established in Greece. If they have a, uh, website or any way to get their word out, I would really appreciate you sending that to me so I could promote them a little bit. Oh, thank you. Yes. And, um, I, I will definitely put them in show notes and things like that. I also have, the um, company that I also work for, that I'm in that group, the uh, the community, they would be interested in something like that, too, to help promote. Really? Yeah. Um, okay. right, right now, they're doing something called Purple It Up, which is uh, basically uh, awareness of domestic violence. Oh, God. So yeah. we're, we're doing that right now and promoting that. But I think this would be a great kind of way to follow up with that, follow up that. So, yeah. So, what are you interested? Like, what do you think they would be interested in? Like, reaching out to the women in the network, or I don't know. I just feel like there there should be some kind of connection there, which I will t- I will talk to my owners with and see. Uh, I don't know. I just have this feeling that we can make a connection with them somehow. I don't right. know. It's just what's flowing through my head right now. And that when sure. you mention that, so. Yeah. Yes. So if you could do that, I'd really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. If you want to tell your group that that's happening, that, that'd be great. Yeah. Or maybe I would find, I'm not sure if there's a website. I don't think there would be a website for the Greek chapter specifically, but for the like overall organization, I'm sure yeah. there would be. Yeah. Um, so I can send that to you. You can see if you think it's some sort of a fit and then I would probably tell them something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Please follow up on the questionnaire with your family and everybody else that you've, I I know it's, it's, it sounds like you kind of put that aside a little bit. Don't let that get too far away from you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. 
Because what will happen is you'll forget about it. And this is why a lot of my – well, you won't forget about it, but it will start getting on the back burner behind everything else that you got going on. And yeah. that questionnaire is basically the center point of your coaching. So that really should be the focal point of what you should be – you know, one of the focal points of what you should be following up with because yeah. that's going to be the one thing that's really going to push you forward is that questionnaire. I think so too. Yeah. So don't, don't forget to follow up with him, you know, set like 10 minutes aside and send everybody a text. Hey, have you done my, my yeah. questionnaire or something like that? You mm-hmm. know, so we can take, so you can follow up with that. Um, mm-hmm. It is quite important. I agree. And what I can do too, is I can find another two or three people that I can send it to who, who might be more, because I have a thing about like, you can't make people do things they don't want to do. Like, because I love personal development, I would have jumped on that questionnaire and been all over it. Um, but, you know, my sister's a different person. My friend is a different person, you know, and I'm that that's, there's nothing wrong with that, but it just might not click for everybody. I have a few more people. I have one person in particular who I told about and she seemed quite interested in it. So maybe I can send it to her. Um yeah, because I just don't feel like you can like there's there's no point in beating a dead horse. I'm not saying my sister's a dead horse, not even close, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> for whatever reason, she's got other stuff going on and it's not important to her right now. And that's fine, you know. So maybe it'll be and I think that if somebody fills it in like from a place of, oh, I just need to get this done to help Deb, because of course she wants to help me, I don't want them to fill it in like that. I want them to engage. Right. Yeah. Um, something else that uh, you might want to try. So you're going on this podcast as yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So why don't you work something out with them where you can actually say, have people come to your questionnaire from, you know, say, say hey, mm-hmm. I'd like to, if anybody wants to try my questionnaire, go to this place. My questionnaire is there. Fill it out. And okay, that, that's a good idea. And that way you actually you're not looking at just friends and relatives now that's that's possibly going to be finished filling this out, but people that you don't know might take the opportunity to fill that questionnaire out and you can get feedback for them too. So now you're getting blind feedback. It's basically what's going to be your best feedback because it's people that are people that you have no idea who they are mm-hmm. giving you input on this questionnaire. So maybe there's a, a way you can mm-hmm. work that out. We're on like at the end of the podcast, say, hey, if anybody wants to know more about me or or what I do, I have a questionnaire. Please fill it out. Go to blah, 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 blah. Yeah, actually, you're giving me an idea. I could because, of course, I'm going to promote my life coaching. And for the time being, you know, I don't have a website, so I'll tell them that they can find me on Instagram. Um, But I was thinking that just like flashed into my mind that I could say, you know, I have um Instead of like sort of saying that I want their feedback on my questionnaire, making it sound like my questionnaire is something I've used, it's tried and tested, it's been tried and tested a million times. And, you know, sort of the first three people who reach out will get a free, I don't know, coaching session for an hour or something like that. There you go. I don't know. No, that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that okay. coaching session might even blow up and, you know, if they take you up on the coaching session, that might blow up into a, a client. Who knows? Exactly. That would be the point. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I've also been noticing lately, especially lately since we've been talking, you've been attracting a lot more positivity to yourself. You're meeting a lot of new yeah. people and, and you're opening up to other experiences and things like that. Just like um, this other person that you're talking about, uh, yeah. this new friend of yours who is, seems to be very positive and, and a good person so far. Um, but make sure you keep your boundaries. Boundaries are really super important. I, I know you say when you yes. when you were talking to me, you said I'm I'm trying to set ba- keep these boundaries. And the way yeah. you worded that to me yeah. was like, well, I kind of have boundaries, but you gotta be yeah. a little more you gotta yeah. be a little more firm, <laughs> not just when you set your boundaries, but when you even talk about your boundaries, because how you how you talk about yourself is how you're gonna express yourself. So the boundaries that you set for yourself, when you say to yourself, well, I kind of have these boundaries that I'm trying, you got to be a little more firm. I I have these boundaries. Just like we talked about the imposter syndrome, how you say Mm -hmm. them is how you're going to perceive them in your head. So just make sure when you, when you have these boundaries, I have these boundaries and I set them for myself. Because if you if you think of it that way, then that's what they're going to be. There's going to be set boundaries that no one's going to be able to cross unless you let them. Yeah, you're right. I do try to be really careful about my language, and you're right. That's a good reminder. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not trying to be psychological about it. It's just you know, <laughs> I'm not. Like, I, I love psychological. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I love psychological. It, okay. <laughs> it speaks to me, so we're good. All right. So this podcast that you're going on, I'm I I think that's going to be that's going to be monumental for you. That's going to be the first one that's that's going to like kind of break the ice for you to be comfortable going on other podcasts and things like that. But one thing I want to talk about too is no one really knows what you want or need until you ask. You can't just assume their emotions, their feelings, their personalities you know, mm-hmm. and just figure out, you know, oh, he's this big person, so he's going to be this way. But he's really not. Yeah. And that's one thing I've noticed, too, especially doing what I do, is I've noticed that people, even though they might perceive, like, on the podcast or something, like they might seem like this big monumental person that has 100,000, 200,000 followers. They're still a person. They're still a human. Yeah. You know, so treat him as a friend. Treat him as, yeah. I mean, I've my guy, Pat Flynn. He's huge. I mean, that guy is amazing. And he's yeah. got thousands of he's got hundreds of thousands of followers, but I could still talk to him like a human. We talked about our kids one time. We just talked about just like normal people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you want to treat these people because they they want to be treated by normal like normal people because nobody else treats them like a normal person. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? They're so yeah. used to people treating them like oh, like they're this big yeah. like, huge personality. So they're like they like, shy away from them. He's wanting people to, I mean, this is what I've experienced. He wants people to treat him normally. Like when I'm at the restaurant, I have celebrities that come into my restaurant all the time. Wow. Cool. And they're local celebrities, but they're Mm -hmm. celebrities nonetheless. And I treat them like any other, any other person. Cause that's what they want. They want to be treated normal. They don't, I mean, they don't, I'm sure they don't mind the, the fanboy every once in a while, but they want to be treated like a normal person. Yeah, for sure. So don't don't just assume these person's feelings and emotions, and nobody's going to know what you want unless you ask. You can't be afraid to ask the question, hey, I need this. Can you do this for me? Exactly. 
So yeah. don't no, feel no, bad no. about that. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I was, it was a good exercise texting him and asking for this. And as I said, he was absolutely lovely about it. So it was all in my head. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. And then I wonder exactly. why I have brain fog. I've got all this, you know, <laughs> all this stuff, worrying about stuff that doesn't need to be worried about. Yeah. So just kind of keep that in mind when you're talking, because you're going to come across more people like him. Yeah. Especially doing what you're doing and that kind of thing. You're going to come across more people that have these these followers, this people, these uh, these businesses and things like that. But yeah. you, you still want to just treat them like a normal person. Yes. So another thing, too, is you, you're telling me that Chris could actually get a lot of stuff done and, you know, pretty quickly and that kind of thing where she can get yeah. her stuff done on time and that kind of thing. Does, yeah. does she have a similar I mean, does she prioritize her work the same way you do? Um, I just think our, our, our daily lives are just so different because I'm not sure like if I'm going to answer your question, but she has three kids and that's a huge responsibility and a lot of pulls on her time. Mm -hmm. I think that the big difference though, is that when her kids are in school from like, let's say eight to three or eight to two over here, that's a pretty big, I mean, she has to cook, but it's a pretty big chunk of time where she can sit down and and work on stuff. So I'm definitely not trying to give the impression that she has more free time than I do. I just feel like she might have like bigger chunks at a time. Whereas, you know, I have to, um, you know, get up for work, let's say at six. Uh, I have to be at work by, I don't know, let's say nine. I don't get off until like 536. Then I'm not home until seven. And then I'm pooped. I right. don't have the power. So I think it's the timing. Like, it's not that she has less work, but I think that she um, has bigger chunks of time at a, like um, a time of day that's a little bit more conducive to, to working. I don't compare myself to Chris, like really. Um, uh, yeah. I'm, I don't know. Maybe I do. And I don't realize it. Uh, <laughs> probably. <laughs> um, I'm just curious. You may be able to, I don't know if you've ever done this before, but sit down and actually ask her how she prioritizes her time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then maybe you could learn something from that. Yeah, true. Because Chris is, I really don't think you're utilizing Chris enough as a resource. I mean, she's a good friend. Awesome. Yeah. But I think there's other resources you could learn from Chris that you're not kind of getting into. Yeah. That, I never thought about that. I think but Chris yeah. would be a huge resource for me, not just for being a friend, but for learning things that she does the way she does. And maybe mm -hmm. finding a way to incorporate something similar to that in what you're doing to to be able to prioritize that time. Yeah. No, that's really good. Um, okay. No, I think that's a really good observation. Um, you know, a, a classic example is that she's, I mean, she's leaving for the States much sooner than I'm leaving for Canada, but her tickets are booked. You know, she's organized, she's going. I haven't even booked my flight. Yeah, I'm going two months after her, but still, you know, it's just like there's something. I, I just think it all comes back to like this 
uh, I don't know, like this feeling that I've had since I was a little girl, which is much better now, but like I'm not worthy of going on vacation or like the other shoe's going to drop and something's going to happen and I'm not going to be able to go. Like I really, no, I mean, if I dug in, I would figure it out, but I do think there's something there, a blockage there. It's not just about time management or anything like that. So I can understand you telling yourself that I've actually had that experience with myself too. I, um, I still have a lot of issues spending money on myself as an example. If I, if I walk, if I walk through a store, I can't even buy a pair of shoes for myself because I'm afraid that something's going to happen where I'm going to need the money somewhere else. And so because of that, a lot of, a lot of my, a lot of my, this is something I'm learning for myself. So I'm sorry, but a lot of my, a lot of myself goes unnoticed un unfixed uh, you know because i have a problem spending money on uh, doing stuff for myself yes so and this is why a lot of what i've done with the podcast and a lot of the coaching i've learned that i can prioritize myself first on Mm -hmm. at least a few things that i'm learning this is something i'm learning for myself so good for you yeah so (laughs) this feels kind of weird to talk about especially when i'm supposed to be coaching you anyway no (laughs) No, a a wise coach told me that you have to be relatable so what you're doing is being relatable and i really appreciate that yeah thank you but you do deserve things i know you (laughs) totally deserve things there are things that you have done in the last couple months that i've talked to talked to you have been amazing and you deserve something for your hard work you really Mm. do yes so I know. Yeah. Don't, don't be afraid to reward yourself for your work. Cause that's what you, re, that's what we really do when we work towards things like this. We want to reward ourselves for the hard work that we, because nobody else is going to reward you for what you do. Exactly. So yeah. that's what we got to do. We have, we have to reward ourselves. So don't be afraid to do that. You deserve this trip. You deserve this upgrade in your computer, whatever it is that you're working towards as a yeah. goal, you deserve that goal. Thank you. Yeah, I know. And actually, that just reminded me of something I um, which is related to what we're saying. I met a guy last year when I was in Canada. I was actually with my mom. We were at Starbucks and he was just I don't know how we started talking, but just a super friendly guy originally from Jordan, lived for years in Dubai and is now settled in Canada, has kids, a wife and all that stuff. And he um, we connected on LinkedIn and we, you know, every, you know, once a month or so, we we text with each other. He's just a really sweet guy, bubbly, enthusiastic. And I'm not sure how it happened, but, and again, it's nothing romantic, like whatsoever. And um, he's like, I said, I think I said something like, okay, I'll see you in Canada when I'm home. He's like, actually, no, because I'm going to my brother's wedding in Jordan. And I was like, oh, shoot, I'm going to miss you. He's like, well, why don't you come? Like, he's just one of those guys. And he's going to be with his wife and stuff. Like, it's really not anything right. sinister. Right. And um, I was like, I think I'm going to go. I think I'm going to go. I'm going to spend the money. I'm going to, I love the Middle East. You know that from the podcast. I'm mm-hmm. obsessed with, like, I love the story of the Bible. I'm not necessarily a Bible toting, you know, Christian, but I love the story of Jesus as a historical figure. Right. Just like I like the story of a lot of 
people, teachers, like, like Jesus was. Um, like Jordan is where he was baptized by, you know, his cousin, uh, John the Baptist. Like, I just, I get chills thinking of like, and again, it's one of those things where I'm like, I manifested this. This is, this is not anything to be scoffed at. Like, this is an opportunity that I, I brought into my life through everything I've been doing. So I think I am going to go. So I want to book that too. But again, it's like, I've got all these like fear, like, oh my God, what the hell? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to Jordan. And then, you know, if I don't find a friend to come with me, I'm going to go by myself because screw it. I'm not going to miss this opportunity. I think there are instincts too, though. Like I think instinctively, I know that I'll be fine. Um, and and my daughter, I was telling my daughter about it and she's like, can I come? I said, no. <laughs> and, I, and I felt so bad. But I, that was a really hard boundary for me to put, because if I do this, I want to do this 100% for myself. Right. I don't want to have to worry about entertaining anybody or, yeah, anything. I just want to be selfish and go and do it. So anyway, that was just an example of putting myself first and um, reaping the fruits of my labor. There you go. Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You should actually um, do a couple of recordings of yourself while you're out there. Make sure you post some stuff while you're out there. Yeah. That'll yes. be a lot of fun, I think. It I think was. a lot of people would like to go with you. Oh, I think so, too. And especially with, you know, I know that Jordan isn't in Mesopotamia, but it's right. very close. <laughs> <laughs> so I think people would love all that reference. If you can make it out to Mesopotamia, I think that would definitely be the icing on the cake there for I, a lot of things. <laughs> Chris might never speak to me again. If uh, I <laughs> I was thinking of inviting her actually. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see. All right. <laughs> All right. So I'm gonna get into a couple of the um a couple of things that we talked about that weren't so great because I do have a few things mm-hmm. I do want to say about that. Um mm-hmm. first of all, I want to I, I am sorry that you couldn't continue on with the modeling thing. I feel yeah. really bad about that. Um uh, I wouldn't completely give up on that quite yet. Yeah. Um, what I'd like to know is I'm going to ask you a question here is what, from the experience of getting, you know, from starting to look for the modeling to actually getting to, to the job, even though we Mm -hmm. didn't go much further than that, what, Mm -hmm. what can we learn from that experience? What did we learn from that experience? Really that the sky's the limit. There's no, like a, a few things, the sky's the limit, like yeah, there, there's no end to my potential. I know that. Um, I know that, but then sometimes anxiety brings this wave of brain fog down and says, no, you can't think clearly enough. Okay, I don't need to think that clear to be a model, but you can't think clearly enough to be a good life coach. You can't think clearly enough to be a good podcaster. Um, but, you know, when I was in that wave of thinking about the modeling, I was um it it helped me and i can still see the benefit of that like like jump like get out my get outside my comfort zone like jump into things and know that i can like i don't know if you know amanda decadene amanda decadene is a pretty famous um photo photographer she has a famous podcast in los angeles and all that stuff very famous friends and stuff like that and she had this thing where she said to all of her followers, you know, we want to hear your story on the podcast. You know, we, we interview all these different people, but we want to hear from one of our followers. 
So, you know, record a message at this link, uh, what your story is, and we'll decide if we're going to have you on or not. And I recorded one and, you know, she didn't call me or anything, but just like, just even putting myself in the same realm as people who inspire me and just jumping fearfully, I say fearfully, not fearlessly, because for me, jumping fearfully is much harder than jumping fearlessly. Um, Like I would never have done that. I would have been like, who the f am I, sorry, to text or, you know, leave a voicemail for Amanda Decadene. Who am I? But now I'm starting to get the answer that, you know who I am? I'm Deborah Newt. That's who I am. And why like why can't like I I know everything is at my fingertips I really do I just get tripped up right um so modeling taught me that even though it was a small example of that it was just so different from anything I had ever done reaching out and getting the job and um and believing in myself but there was something else I was going to say that um Oh, maybe it'll come to me later. There was something I was going to say, like, as you asked sort of what I learned from that. Yeah. Yeah. So I learned not to put limitations on myself. Um, I'm worthy. I know that. Um, sorry, the other things that my mind, but it might come back to me. So uh, Amanda, right, was her name? Yeah. Right. So that actually goes even right back to what we were talking about with the... Uh, with I don't have a name his name right the pot the uh, the yeah uh, Michael Hogman Michael yeah yeah same yeah. thing they're still yeah, people, yes exactly right? even though there are these big people yeah. there's nothing wrong with at least reaching mm-hmm. out to them once or twice to see if you can be human with them so yes kind of the same kind of the same thing yeah. that's what kind of strikes me there with the, and, and keep pursuing it. I think you should keep pursuing, yeah. not just send that one voicemail, but maybe send another one or maybe just send her a tweet or however, I don't know her social medias, but whatever, you know, yeah. you never know. She might actually reach out to you just because she receives you here. And then she sees you here too. You're starting yes. to, this is how I reached out to Pat Flynn too. And this is how mm-hmm. I got him to notice me is I, I reached out to him in different places and just kind of kept going. Wow. And then, and then one day he mentioned yeah he mentioned my name in his podcast and that's wow. what really blew it up for me. And I think if you do the same thing where, where you just kind of reach out to her here and, and associate with her there and that kind of thing, she's going to see your name start popping up in other, other places and realize right. that you're really somebody to talk to. Right, right, right. That's a fantastic tip. Um, I also, sorry, I remember the other thing I was going to say about yeah. the model. <laughs> I knew that would happen. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you remember me telling you this. You probably do that. The modeling idea came to me after uh, a pretty deep meditation. Mm-hmm. Like, like I had stopped meditating and I was just sort of in this nice sort of euphoric state. And I was like modeling. Right. So the other thing it taught me is to trust what I hear, the, the messages I get, because I do get messages. Um, so, yeah. So that was another positive thing that came out of it. Good. Good. Yeah, that's good. And yes, you should listen to those at very least minimum, write them down when you have them as soon as they come up. Yes. Because I've had those come up with me too. 
I've done yes. that exact same thing. And I, I've ended up with, I'm actually working on my next solo podcast be, because of a, a, a notion like that. Wow. So, um, yeah. And that, solo podcasts are really big for me because I don't like doing solo podcasts. What do you mean? Like the same podcast that you do, but it's just you talking? Yeah. Okay. There's no guest. There's no other. It's just me. Wow. So the funny thing is, is the one podcast that I have so far that is a solo is my highest downloaded podcast. <laughs> so, incredible. Yeah. So it's like, I really should be doing more of them, but it's one of those, one of my fears that I have to overcome. That it's, wow. it's one of my biggest fears that I have to overcome. So when I got this idea that kind of popped in my head from one of those states that you were talking about, um, right. that's what I have to do my next podcast. And I'll talk to you about it. Thank you. Um, I really appreciate you being vulnerable with me. Um, (laughs) No, really, I do. And I, oh my God, I just think, I can't imagine somebody not wanting to hear you talk for an hour about whatever the hell you're going to be talking. I mean, okay, if it's going to be, if it's like car mechanics, I might tune out. (laughs) Don't have to worry about that. I can't even change oil in my car. So we're okay. (laughs) That's what we have people to pay for. Right. (laughs) But good for you, Jesse. Bravo. <laughs> we say bravo in Greece. <laughs> no, that's okay. I know. It's all right. <laughs> so um, I'm really interested in why this modeling didn't work out for you for some really strange reason. I really think that, I mean, wh- what kind of research can we do to figure out why it didn't work? It's okay. I do. Okay. It's like, let me, let me, like, in, okay, firstly, it was 100% to do with me having been in that horrible case. Because I'm, even though, no, I don't think anybody, like, if I issued this invoice or invoices, you know, you know, slight, I'm not going to say illegally, but like, you know, using a different, let's say, description of what I did like instead of saying I modeled for them say that I translated for them because like I can translate I'm I'm legally allowed to translate I'm just not on the the is it the IRS like your tax people Mm -hmm. I'm on the books as a business consultant a translator and an English teacher that's all I'm allowed to practice um so if I so I like right now the, the the issue was that I can't issue an invoice to a modeling agency as a model because I'm not declared to the IRS as a model. It's really that simple. So I thought, okay, maybe I could um, issue an invoice as a, maybe saying that I translated something from Greek into English. So it would be oh. like a little. Yeah. I, that's a little, that's a little shady. You that's see? A little shady, yeah. You see? So, so I don't know if it's, if it's a law thing between Greece and the U.S. or any kind of thing, but I don't have to re- – if I have to register something and I have to register as a business, then everything falls underneath the umbrella of my business. So that's how I'm able to do coaching and a few other things on top of what I'm – because I have a business name. Right. And then everything is a, I do is umbrellaed under that particular business name. Right. So I don't know if that's the same out there. Can you register as a model? Okay, here's the thing. If I so right now, 
Um, there are a few things like in Greece, I'm a freelancer, but because I only issue invoices to one company, the company that I work for, I have like, um, can't remember what the word is, but like a favorable taxation. Um, I'm treated as a salaried employee as opposed to a freelancer. So I get taxed less, which of course is a good thing. Um, if I start issuing to an additional company and I I can register as a model, but that means like it, it really just blows my taxation essentially. And so what I spoke to two tax experts actually, mm-hmm. and one was like, you know, just see, like, can you run with it for a few jobs? Like see if it's going to turn into anything doing this, you know, maybe not writing exactly what you really did on the invoice sort of thing. Cause you know, <laughs> in Greece, people will encourage you to break the law. So, um, and then, you know, if you see that it's something that's going to turn into something, um, then it'll be worth changing your papers and this and that and being taxed more and all that stuff. But I just, it was kind of like a chicken or egg thing. I was like, well, the only way that I can sort of see if this is going to fly is if I actually work. And if I work, I need to issue an invoice. And if I issue an invoice in the status that I'm in now, the invoice is not going to be right. It's going to be lying to some extent. Uh-huh. And we're talking about piddly money, right? Uh, and I'm sure, I mean, the, this tax expert was like, Deb, you know that because this um, the modeling gig, I don't know if I told you this, it was mainly for commercials. It wasn't like print, like magazines right. and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. So like, you, you know that the tax office isn't sitting around watching TV trying to screw models over, you know. <laughs> like, yeah, But that's what I said about the other case that I got involved. Right. In. Right. And so your past experience is kind of overtaking what what they're saying. 100. Yeah. 100%. But Jesse, I think that I do think that, you know, the. the Modeling thing came up for a reason. I don't think it's dead. I think, like, I don't think it's dead. I it it might come up again in the way that it's supposed to, and in a doable way. Did you um happen to network with any other models while you were doing this? Well, no, because I only went for an interview. I got hired, and then I didn't. Um, I did, couldn't even go on my first job. So I'm thinking. Is there any other possible now this possibility mm-hmm. that there might be somebody else in that group or anywhere else that might be going through the same thing that you're going through right now or has gone through the same thing you're going through right now? It could be. Yeah, I'm not sure. Because um, if, you, if you could yeah. find a person that's gone through the same thing that you're going through right now. You could pick their brain and ask them, how did you overcome this? What was the thing that you did to get past this invoice thing or whatever? Okay. Because I think now that you, now you know the the industry a little bit, you might be able to find other people in that same industry that might have experienced something similar to you. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. Um, Yeah. I think that, that is a good idea. And I also think, though, that sometimes if you just leave something a little bit, um, it has a tendency to work itself out. Like it'll work the kinks out by itself. Oh, sorry. I just keep looking to uh, just in case my daughter's calling me. But no, it's OK. Um, <laughs> so, OK. Yeah. OK. That's a good idea. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that in, if you want to pursue 
the the modeling thing, that's great. If not, and you want just to chalk it up to experience, that's perfectly fine too. It's completely up to you yeah. what you want to do at this point. But you had the experience and you know you can do it. Yes. Yeah. And, and I, think, I also know that I can sorry, sorry. Yeah, go no, ahead. No, no, go ahead. I want to hear that thought. Yeah, I was just gonna say that um I also know that like other stuff will come up. Like maybe it wasn't, you know, maybe the whole thing wasn't for me to be a model. Like maybe it was just like to plant this seed that I can do other stuff. Right. So anyway, I think I lost my train of thought, but that's okay. <laughs> well, it just makes me think that what was the what was the whole purpose of the model to begin with? What was what was the thing that was going through your head when you said, I want to model this because? I think that I was looking at my my gifts and talents and thinking outside the box on what I can do. Um, so it was just about exploring something completely different that I can do and that I'm proud that I can do because I have worked on my body for so many years and I take care of myself and and all that kind of stuff. So I think that I want, I also think that something that's going on with me and I don't, I never want to sound ungrateful, but I think I'm really bored with my everyday routine work. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, right. Join the club. Yeah. Yeah. So this was, this was like so different. It, it's it, my heart was like going pitter patter because it was just so different from anything I've ever done or even allowed myself to think I can do. Um, so, yeah, I think I was just trying to taste a different kind of life, you know, and of course, additional income, of course, and of course. easy money, easy money. But what I'm saying is, and I remember what you said when we first talked about this, and this is why I'm going back to this. Mm -hmm. What was the thing that was most important to you about doing this modeling? What were you trying to represent? Oh, um, how, you know, life can start at 50. Uh, is that what you're talking about? Yes. So why do you need a modeling agency to prove that point? Yeah, exactly. I don't. Why can't you just do it on your own? Why can't you just like start some things or join some groups or something like that where you could start presenting yourself as that, as life after 50 starts? <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Yes. That it's funny. I was talking to a friend of mine about my niche. She used to be a life coach. Now she's a, a certified therapist. And she was like, you know, have you found your niche? And I'm like, no, because I haven't even gotten my feet wet, you know, and um, that could be a niche. It, yeah, that could be a niche. We talked a lot about mental health and how much experience I have with my own. Um, and she was like, Deb, you could give so much hope to people struggling with mental health like that could be your niche um that you know life can be good even with mental health issues but why can't we take that one step further why don't you combine yeah. this is something that i've been doing lately why can't uh -huh. you combine the two right 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 yeah helping people over 50 with mental health issues or could, yes. you've got some great things going but you have them over here Mash yeah, them together yeah. and make one product. Yeah, that can be really beneficial for you. 
You're right because, and I'm even thinking about, you know, going on this podcast, I don't want to just say, I don't want to just present myself as a life coach. That's so general and vague. It doesn't convey any information. I mean, you, um, the undiscovered entrepreneur is, is so clear that, right. That you are a, um, a business coach, an entrepreneurial coach, um, where I don't like, I think I want to say something a little bit more unique and close to what I'm hoping to do, you know? So this is really helpful helping people over 50. And you can, how can you incorporate yourself into that? It's really, Mm -hmm. if you really think about it, there's a way, there's ways where you can incorporate yourself into that mix by using yourself as a catalyst of being somebody that could be successful over 50. Yes, of course. Lead by example. Right? Exactly. Yeah, that's really good, Jesse. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and like I said, if you want to research the whole modeling thing, you can, but I think it was more of an experience thing, something you wanted to try, but something that you could learn from that you can use in your entrepreneur adventure. Yeah. You know, the experience and what it taught you and that kind of thing. But if you want want to pursue it, pursue it by all means. I think it's great. I think it's great too. uh, To be honest, the funny thing is that I, um, I think that before like all of this with the tax stuff came up on a Monday And that Saturday, I went to the gym the previous Saturday, and I really messed up my foot. Like I wasn't doing anything with my foot, but I don't know what happened exactly. I guess I wasn't quite ready to go to the gym. (laughs) And and I was thinking, um, it's actually a blessing that I didn't get that job because I would have been hobbling. Like Mm. it took quite a while. So, you know, I just, I'm always looking for little ideas that maybe Maybe it happened for a reason. Maybe it went that way for a reason. Exactly. And the other part of it is that, you know, I, the gym is an important part of my life. And um, I've really just given myself permission to not go until my foot really does get better. So I don't even think I'm in like the best shape of my life right this second to be doing the modeling. So maybe it was all meant to happen for a reason. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Sense to me. The truth is in the cracks. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, one thing I want to hit on to here real quick, and if this gets a little too weird for you, that's just let me know. But giving yourself the room to have emotion. Yeah. And <clears throat> this is some, <clears throat> excuse me. This is something I've been learning too. Um, not just the raw emotion of anger or crying mm-hmm. or anything like that, but the mixture, the the different types of emotions that we've ha- we have as humans. You need to give yourself the room to have those emotions. It's not going to do any good bottling them up. It's not going to do any good pushing them down because if you do that, it's like a balloon you blow up. Yeah, exactly. So, um. I know it sounds like there are sometimes you are struggling with emotions. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. 
you, you need to be able to express those emotions in one way, shape, or form. Whether mm-hmm. it's like talking to somebody, even talking, I know it sounds kind of weird, but even talking to yourself, like yeah. there's, there's times where I will just look in the mirror and just talk to myself. Yeah. Why are you doing this? Why are you feeling this? These are questions wow. that I ask myself all the time. Even in just in my head, I'm feeling this emotion. Why am I feeling this emotion? Do I need to express this emotion? Do I need to sit down and meditate on this emotion? Do I need to just cry? Do I need to watch a really sad movie and just cry mm-hmm. for no reason? Mm-hmm. You know, things like that. Um, yeah. A lot of that uh, I'm also exploring while I'm in my meditation. Yes. Exploring, yes. Exploring my, uh, my emotions while in meditation is... It's very enlightening because you're already looking inside yourself for answers. That's mm-hmm. basically why we do meditation. It's not just to mm-hmm. calm ourselves, but to find ourselves. Exactly. So I, I I would actually ask you to give yourself more room to to express emotion. Thank to feel you. Yeah. Emotion. Now you don't need my permission to do that. Just so no. you know. But <laughs> no, but it's encouragement yeah. and it's, it's a, it's key for me. It really is like, you've hit on something very key because, um, I think that I was in so much pain for so long that I just learned to stifle my emotions because I was afraid that if I, so much, there's so much packed in there that I haven't unpacked yet, but, but I am unpacking it finally. But I just, I think I was afraid that if I, if I let my emotions go, they would be so overwhelming that I would never like snap back. Right. And, but then I also have it very deeply ingrained in me that um, to ask for help or to not be capable to admit any kind of vulnerability means that I'm not capable. I'm not strong enough. I'm not, um, I have a very hard time accepting help very hard time because I'm usually the one giving the help and it's like even like this I hope I say it in a way that you'll understand like even sometimes being coached by you it's like Deb you know you you don't need help you don't need you you know this stuff do you know what I'm saying yes like it right so um it's it's really hard for me to accept that I don't have all the answers. I can't solve everything. And you know what? See, this is funny. Like this guy came into my life and I was thinking recently about how some, like I don't necessarily want a relationship, but what I want is, this is very intimate. Like I sometimes just need to be able to put my head on a man's chest or shoulder. I, I've, always made things work out in my life. I don't need someone to fix my problems, but I do need somewhere to lay my weary head. Um, And I think that, you know, sometimes it would be so nice to just have a man. And I do think it's, um, it has to be a man. Like it's not a, a woman friend can't give me the same thing. I think I need that comfort that, you know what, I'm here. I'm here. And not in a way that means you're not enough for yourself. You are a strong, confident, um, dynamic woman. 
but I am here when you just need to rest. And I'm here to tell you on those days when you're not sure if everything's going to be okay. I don't have too many of those days. Um, I'm here to tell you that they are. You know why? Because you're you. Um, so I'm not really sure where I was going with this, but I think that um, I think that I've been putting that need out into the universe. And that's why this person came. Of course, we don't have a physical relationship. But just yesterday, I was telling him about, you know, being stressed. I didn't have my topic ready to record. And it's just weighing on me. And God, I only have like one weekend. And I'm spending the whole thing researching. And, you know, and he just totally talked me through it. Mm-hmm. And I was feeling so uncomfortable because I was like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. I'm thinking, you know, I'm the one who solved people's problems. I, I'm not the receiver. I'm the giver. Like, it's really hard for me to receive. But I let myself listen. I let myself be soothed by his words and actually take his advice. And of course, I got my topic done. And of course, we got it recorded. And I would have done it anyway. But I just, you know, I just needed that little breath in my sails because I don't always, it's hard to constantly be your own battery supply. Yeah. Right? Yes. And that's hard to admit. Um, but yes, it true. is. It is very hard to admit. Yeah. We, so, we, we're yeah. very common in that. Right. Oh, yeah. I think we're common in a lot of things. Yeah. So um, my point of all, sorry, I was just going to say that my point from all that was that I am recognizing my needs and my emotions and trying to figure out what I need, like giving my emotions space. So I think I'm making progress on what we're talking about. But yes, there's more work to be done, of course. Right. So you um, you suffer from the same complex I do called superhero complex. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sounds like something I would suffer from. Yeah. And it's the need to swoop in and save the day, basically. Yes. Put all your problems on me. I will yeah. solve them for you. Yeah. Look how strong I am. Look I how never... strong I am. And any any uh, any show of weakness, any show of I need help or anything like that is going to take away from that superhero complex we have because we're supposed to be the strong one. Right. We don't want to show that we're weak. We don't want to show that we need help because we want everybody to put their problems on our shoulders and we will fix it. Because that will make us good people because somewhere deep in down, we feel like we have to prove that to the world. Just a sec. (laughs) Sorry. Oh my goodness. Bless you. Allergy season. Thank you. I sneezed in the middle of recording today. (laughs) You keeping that in? I'm keeping that in. That's great. Okay. I know this one. This episode we have to be careful with though, because I've said a lot of names like Chris and and stuff. So we have to be really careful with it. No, it's okay because a lot of them are going to get in the show notes, and we will give them accolades for people to find them. Right. Okay. So don't worry about that. Okay. So yeah, and and I've suffered. From superhero syndrome as long as I can run. Even as a little boy, I wanted to be the one to help people out. I wanted to be the one to save the day. If you have a problem, I will go in and swoop in and save the day. But the problem is, and this is what really was profound to me, that I, the first time I heard it, it made me cry just because I didn't oh. think, uh, who saves a superhero? Right. Right, right. And the superhero is having a problem, has a problem, has an issue. Who's see? Now I'm getting all choked up. Who swoops in and saves okay. the day of the superhero? 
And it's, um, take your time. It's, it's, um, it's really hard to think about because the first thing that goes to your head is nobody, because I'm the one that's supposed to be saving everybody. There's nobody above me to save me because I am the one that's it. And that's not true. That's it. It's really not true. There are people that, that will help you, but you have to be vulnerable enough to ask for the help. That's exactly. What- and the other thing is that, you, yeah, and it's also, you see, you said you just said something that I would have said too. There's no one else above me. You see how we put it into a hierarchy? Mm-hmm. Just because a person can help you doesn't mean they're above you or better than you or more advanced or more enlightened. Like you see, but you see what we do there. We're like, why well, I must be lower down on the totem pole. Um, since I need help. No, it's a mesh. It's a, it's a cross. It, it, it's a horizontal thing. It's not a hierarchy. Right. Exactly. <sighs> yeah, it's true. It's totally true. So I guess what I'm trying to say here is, don't be afraid to ask for help. It's not a show of weakness. It's just a, sh- it's just a show. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I need that reminder for sure. Yeah. Cause I do every day. I need that reminder every single day. Yeah. yeah. So, whew, well, we covered a lot, even for me. That's a- <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, God, it's been an hour and a half. I know it was a bit late, but um, it's amazing. It went so quickly. Yeah, it did. It really did. Um, I, I just really like the the fact that you're being really a lot more optimistic than you used to be about everything. That's yes, happening. me too. So I really commend you for that. I applaud you for that. Thank you very much for being you. And you are, you are enough. Aww. You really are enough. I know. So are you. So are you, I, Jesse. I do my best. I try. <laughs> no, you succeed. Oh, yo, gee. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I did something else that I wanted to tell you quickly. I'm yes. sorry. I think you were just about ready to say something, but just before we close, um, yeah. I had, um, I was really concerned about my daughter about two weeks ago. I think that might've been the weekend that I canceled with you, but mm-hmm. she, she's fine, but okay. there's just some stuff going on. Right. And I just feel the need to be closer to her. And especially now that I'm separated, I spend even less time with her. So it's just become apparent to me that I would like to, like for the time being, I can't quit my job. I can't quit like having a full-time salary job, but I do want to possibly work remotely and my company does not support that at all. So I've been thinking, okay, maybe once I, you know, maybe from September, I can look for a job that does allow me to work remotely because there are a lot of jobs that do. Mm -hmm. And, um, so that's again the very far outside my comfort zone. But um, so this guy, this recruiter that I know, again from LinkedIn, he we've been in touch for the, not anyway over the years. He's approached me for a few jobs, and I've just kept telling him I'm not interested in making a career change. But we've been friends and sort of texting. And he texted me about something sort of friendly on Friday, and I said um, I answered him and stuff. But then I was like, you know what, Dan? I think I might actually be ready for that career change. Um, we've been talking about and which was really hard for me to write and he's like fantastic okay let's set up a a chat so we're supposed to be talking at some point tomorrow Um, but again another move that I made that 
um, could be something exciting, but definitely scary because I've been at this company for 12 years and it's hard for me to, like, it's kind of a no brainer. Whereas if I start a new job, I have to prove myself and all that stuff, but I'll just have to weigh the benefits if I do get an interview or something. Um, I'll just have to, oh, sorry. Um, I'll just have to weigh it all out and see what to do. I know it's kind of late for you compared to me, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's not that late, uh, but I think it's allergies and stuff. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So I would actually sit down and physically write pros and cons of both. I know that sounds very cliche and that kind of thing, but ultimately when you see it in front of you and and kind of like Ooh. take note of everything that's pro and con of both all in one piece of paper, it gives you a better idea and a clearer picture mm-hmm. of what you're going to be into instead of just like putting it in your head because it gets jumbled up in there. I know it does for me too. Um, but putting things yeah. out or even do the sticky note thing like I did with you uh, a couple yeah. of times ago, whatever it is that you can yeah. get, uh, get those ideas out of your head. Why I should this, why I shouldn't do this, you right. know, but ultimately I'm glad you're getting out of your comfort zone, exploring other things that you generally would not do. Yeah. And I think that's really exactly. Oh my God. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I do too. And you're definitely helping. So that's why I signed up with you. <laughs> I wouldn't have signed <laughs> up with you if you weren't helping. It's pretty simple. <laughs> well, I'm All glad right. to be of service. Thank you for listening to the coaching edition of the Undiscovered Entrepreneur, brought to you by Doing It Today Coaching. If you want to get across the start line, Contact me, DJ Scoob, at doingittodaycoaching at gmail.com. Say the words, do it now, for a free two-hour discovery call to see how I can help you in your entrepreneur adventure. Art and graphics by Elaine Wilson, supported by my Patreon, Brian Briggs of Ocean Tree Creative, and Oliver Siegel of Anal, and hosted by me, DJ Scoob. <laughs> Click the show notes below for more information. And remember... I can, I am, I will, and I'm doing it today. As a worker of two full-time jobs, running a podcast and coaching, every minute counts in my day-to-day. It's hard to be consistent in any of my social medias. And at this point, I cannot hire a social media manager. Pinnacle AI to the rescue! I've been using Pinnacle AI for a couple of weeks now. I've seen big improvements in my outreach and consistency in all my social medias. Do you want to save time and increase your productivity too? Go to tuepodcast.net backslash AI for more information. Save yourself time and grow your brand. Try it now and see what it can do for you.